1: Morning, everybody. Two of my favorite people, Brett the Hitman Hart and the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, still in her voices. it's a great open. Good morning. 710 Kane U.S. Voice of the People on a Saturday morning, January 7, 2023. First show of the new year. Clearing skies in 42, 20 tonight, 48 Sunday, Monday, 50 degrees. Um, we are talking, and first I'm going to just bring my co-host on. Um, coming up in the next hour, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough will be with us. This is the one and only Blake Olson who's got a legendary career in radio, broadcasting, TV, stuff on sports. We worked together here at 710, and I was in here on Wednesday doing the shoot with Casper Stockham, and we were I starting to formulate the show on what I wanted to do on Saturday. And I don't know about you, but I'm real sick and tired of who the Speaker of the House is going to be. What a clown show that was. And if there's another talk radio show doing out there on who's the Speaker – Um, It speaks volumes. So I thought, this is really an interesting story on DeMar Hamlin. And the good news, it's out of Cincinnati this morning. Buffalo Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin's condition continues to improve. Hamlin is able to come off his breathing tube. He's speaking and breathing unassisted, and um, it is where it goes. But the fallout from this, the uh, coverage, if you would, the ongoing coverage And I uh, Googled, I dropped the Google search this morning on the reaction to um, what happened. Page after page, I'm sure you're not shocked at this, page after page of how, I mean, everybody's trying to be more sad than the next guy. Everybody wants to be more caring than the next guy. And it dawned on me, this is a contact sport. Nobody has died in this sport in 50 years on the field. And then... You and I were talking about bull riding and UFC and MMA and prize fighting and car racing, motorcycle racing. You get on a list of things, guys die. All right, Blake, I turn it over to you. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah go ahead.
2: Oh, uh, I, I first of all, that was the fastest sixty minutes I've ever had in my life. I can't cool. believe. Cool. Yeah, I it. On for an hour. Yeah, when it's but, working. Uh, when, when it's working. God. Right. Right. Uh, you know, thank God Hamlin is alive. It was a miracle. You, a lot of people would say, and. And the first responders, incredible. There, were, I think thirty around him. The fact that he came, you know, he was able to come back from that is awesome, and it, it answered a lot of people's prayers, including mine and my kids who were watching at the same time. Uh, what we talked about in the last hour was the coverage of it. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of sportscasters are put in that situation in 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 an arena that they really shouldn't even be uh speaking in uh and and i i totally understand that so they're in, in a bad situation uh from the jump so i just felt like the coverage afterward could have been cut you know maybe 10 15 minutes but they kept on coming back to the studio uh with susie mm-hmm. culver yeah. and, uh, and adam and and booger mcfarland and then ryan clark uh, i felt like you know i mean i get it he's emotional but that's what, that's who they are they're emotional Football players, but he turned it into a you know a football player versus the fans type of deal.' Oh, no, I don't know yeah. what we go through and that type of thing. That kind of, that bothered me. Dominic Foxworth, the former Broncos player. I mean, I get it, but to me, they just need to go to other programs. How much so, dough? What was it, that's what, the part how, that bothered me?
1: How much dough was he making? What did his contract pay? I don't know?
2: I don't know. I, I have no idea. Take a look. Um, uh, I, to, I didn't look at that. Tell, um, well,
1: Google that. See what he made or what he makes. And again, kids, my my grandson, um, I can't tell you his passion for sports because I didn't have it when I was a kid. And he can tell you, teams and players and guys and batting averages and he plays. You know, he's a pretty fair young little athlete. Mm-hmm. And to him, this is a really interesting moment. And... What is it? When do you make eight twenty-five, eight twenty-five a year to play eight eight and a quarter? I mean, I, I mean, you take the average guy and say, I'm going to give you eight hundred twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. Would you take a punch in the face? <laughs> Rear back and let fly, dude. Let's See what I can do. You know, but but and that's nothing. How much Yeah, what what kind of what kind of does Aaron Rodgers paid? Because I don't know salaries.
2: Yeah, I don't even know what his is up to. Honestly, I try to stay away from that.
1: We know. We um, know we know Russell Wilson. Know the numbers,
2: but it's astronomical. I mean, these yeah. are they live yeah. they live a beautiful life. Yeah. I mean, and they the pay for Life it. that anyone could yeah. ever ever live, yeah. there's no doubt. And yeah. they play a violent sport. Absolutely. And thank God, you know, they're, and thank God they're paid for it. I mean, they, they hey, you deserve what you make with, sure. what someone's willing to pay you.
1: Yeah. Conor McGregor. I don't know
2: what Aaron Rodgers. Is
1: yeah, thinking. Conor McGregor, fifty million. Wow, somebody just said fifty million. Aaron Rodgers signs a three deal. A three-year 150 million dollar contract with a pack <laughs> so hit me right rock my job right. rock my job <laughs> and let's, you know, go, let's yeah, go yeah and Rogers
2: doesn't wear Rogers wears one one chin strap uh-huh. he's very he's exposed you know they the NFL' has done a good job yeah. trying to, to eliminate you know the violent crowns of the, of your helmet hits you know Helmet to helmet hits and launching to you know a vulnerable player uh, in dangerous situations. I think they've done a great job with that. I, I have know. Do you remember them? Good the NFL, f- but They've done a nice job protecting the players.
1: Blake Olson, Peter Boyle's Hitman's coming up with Sandy 303-696-1971. There's a line open. And the other question I asked, and we opened the show with it: What would it, would they have stopped a Super Bowl or a championship game? There's more money bet. I mean, I don't know how much money was bet on that night, but. Um, this book that I read about the creating of Monday Night Football, and it was Aldrich and those guys, and they were brilliant. And it went like this: if it's true, and this this is when I read that stuff about uh, about the commissioner Al Alvin Pete Rosell. and <laughs> so they said, um, although plenty of people bet high school football, Saturday all the betters bet the college game, Sunday they all bet the pros one of the things that put ABC's Monday Night Football over was a chance for the gamblers to get well. That they had gotten mm. or they had gotten clipped over the weekend. They lost on college, lost on pros, or the other way around. They won, and they're rolling the money, and the Monday Night Football is a place for the everybody to get well. And that, I mean, that was really right. talked about these gamblers. Do you think there's anything to that?
2: Oh, absolutely. And the hitman will educate you yeah. on that, I'm sure. I don't... I'm not, you know i I am ignorant on the gambling well, game. Uh, however, I know how it drives sports. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. spreads and everything else. I mean, they, it drive, I'm sure they were they were hearing from Las Vegas that night. The NFL. Oh. Uh, I mean, right? I mean, uh, you would think. Oh. Um, but that, uh, I mean, that has you know, it's a double edged sword. That's okay. that's what helps pays. Pay the pay the players the money that they sure. make.
1: Of course, Joe and Joe and I and Sandy and I have talked privately and publicly. You and I talked in the newsroom. That's what's happened to what called what it used to be called sports talk radio. This is gambling radio, right? right exactly.
2: Oh, I hey, look. You know, that's funny you bring that up because when I first started in this business in the late '80s, I was in Tyler, Texas, and. This is the first time I, I was ever exposed to it. I come back from doing the highlights of the of of the uh Southwest Conference, uh, UT in Oklahoma and I was on the set and I, and the phone is just ringing off the hook. And it's and I figured it out after about 3 hours, they were all gamblers. Oh sure. They wanted to know what the score was. You know, I, we didn't have the inter- internet at the time. I was the source for for the gamblers. Oh yeah, sure. You I
1: know? one of one of the coolest things I ever got to see. Woody and I, Woody Page and I, you mentioned them, we're working together and he was working for the Rocky or the Post doing sports, I forget which one, and he took me to a game and I got to go on the sidelines and they were playing the Oilers. And I, I swear to you I had a baseball hat that said the Tyler Rose. And Earl Campbell, in an interview, they said, Earl, what do your folks do? and he said, My mama raises roses in Tyler, Texas which was true. Yep. And he became the Tyler Rose. So, yep. when the when the game is well, o- when the game is over, we go and Woody takes me into the locker room and I'm trying to think um who the quarterback was. It was
2: Dan Passerine.
1: Dan pa- Dan that's a long way around the barn for me. But <laughs> and he, and I watch Earl Campbell without the laundry on. The guy had beer wow. barrels. He had beer barrels for thighs. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at woodrow yes, oh man and yes, i bet he said he and i remember and like how much money and now he's really been beat up pretty bad but and and, and for yeah. you'll at,
2: you'll you'll love this real quickly right I, I because i'll forget it. i'm in the newsroom at channel 7 abc affiliate in tyler at the time that was basically my first job so the door knocks i'm the only one in there on a saturday i open it up and it's the Tyler Rose, Ariel. Earl Campbell, oh, a box of sausages, delivering oh. it. Earl Campbell sausages for our news yep. director, who wasn't there. who um, And his mother's house yep. was about half a mile away from yep. the airplane hangar that we were in, in Tyler, Texas. great One of the greatest oh. moments of my life.
1: And he was, I mean, massive. All oh, good. All right, let's go to the phones. All right, we have jammed up lines. You ready, Blake? Bring up. Bring yeah. Arnie up. Hey, Arnie, you're on a radio show. Good morning and thank you.
3: Yeah, Peter, I was uh, just relating to him earlier that uh, I went to the uh, – I used to live up in Loveland. I used to go every couple of years to the uh, Frontier Days in Cheyenne. Ooh, yeah. And um, and <clears throat> one of them that I went to, and I believe it was the one in which uh, Johnny Cash was the last uh, show uh, that he did up there. But anyway, the
1: um, Lane Frost
3: I saw a, uh, a ho- yeah. Yeah. saw a horse and rider uh, killed in front of me yep. during the chuck wagon race. I
1: was, there. I, I, was I, I was on the rail and later like two, we used to do the radio show up there. And the guy and they used to get these race horses, Chuck Wagon racing is famous in in Canada, in Calgary, and they brought it down. Yeah. And then the next or two years later, Lane Frost was killed riding bulls up there.
3: No you're, yeah, right. the, no, uh, no, you're right. you're right. You're right. I used to think that the ch- chuck wagon races were crazier than anything else in the rodeo.
1: Those are racehorses that are pulling those chuck wagons. It's not like regular ranch horses. They they get racehorses and they make them into chuck wagon pullers. There's a big money bet on that. Woo. Woo!
3: I think they. I think they. Wow. wasn't the. Or at least the guy that I saw. I thought he was one. He was what they called an outright. He wasn't outright.
1: You're absolutely right. I was on the rail, man. My son was a little boy, and uh-huh. we're, we're in the radio show up there, and that happened. That's right.
3: Yeah, the only other thing the only other thing I was gonna comment on did uh, Joe Biden call the family of a, yes. a little fifteen year old girl.
1: <laughs> you know, Joe I Right. When I'm reading about Joe calling the family, and I wrote down, honest to God, I wrote on my worksheet, phony. Do you, I mean, do you think Joe would call your dad or your mom or your son or your daughter? No. No, me neither.
3: That's why I wondered if he called the yeah family of that there wasn't there a 15 year old girl that died playing flag
1: football or something yeah, like that? And, and, and they're going to blame that on a vax sometime yeah. in the next but she had she'd been the 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 uh her family had taken her to the heart doctor and other things that she had problems with and don't don't wait because yeah. yeah. that'll be a vaccine death as well but um no, it's yeah. like I, we're talking we're talking about when uh benny kidd Perrett and Emil griffith because i'm a f- fight fan and killed him in the ring uh who was the kid? Ray Mancini. Boom, boom. He killed that guy in the yeah. Ring. yeah, I mean, yeah. You,
2: you well, I mean, remember Howard, Howard Cosell, guys? I mean, what was it, early '80s. He he decided he wasn't going to cover boxing anymore because right? it was too violent. Um, you know, and then we all grew up with with him as the voice mm-hmm. of boxing in in many circumstances. So, and in in many ways. So, uh, I mean, he saw the violence. I mean, that's. It's, it's all around us, and yeah. uh, the risk is there, but it's risk-reward and yeah. supply and demand. It's, I, it's big business, all, I, these,
1: all these sports. The one f- great prize fighter that I became close friends with was Denver's Ron Lyle. And the, the book about Ron Lyle, you know, I'm in the book. But we-, we talked about it, you know, and there's a wonderful documentary called Facing Ali, if you're a fight fan. And it's all these guys that boxed Muhammad. And it's like, it's like amazing. And I said, and we're talking about who hit you hard. And he said, Ernie Shavers. He said, Ernie Shavers. <laughs> would, would, remember remember the acorn Ernie Shavers? He said, Ernie Shavers. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, after Ernie, yeah. said, it was Muhammad. He said, Muhammad after, he yeah. said, Ernie Shavers.
2: Well, Sha- hey, all, all I know, Peter, um, is when I shook George Foreman's hand in mm. Marshall, Texas, when I was in East Texas, I, I was like i was thinking to myself my oh, lord yeah. Oh, yeah. how how did ali survive this hand just getting oh. punched by him one time yeah I'm, i i
4: mean, his
2: hands
1: yeah. were huge oh, incredible i met hoist gracie uh the legendary gracie fighting family and uh was got a picture taken with him and i saw his fights and he there's no giving him. you know he'd a they're different, they're different than me and you, man. And one of the things that Gracie yeah. said, is a book called Breathe, and it's about the Gracies. And it was one of them, like Horian or one of them said, we're not civilized. Don't don't misunderstand us. You know, like we're nuts. Yeah. You know, the whole family's nuts. Love the co- – uh, hey, Arnie, want to take a final comment here?
3: No, that was it.
1: Thanks, Bubba. Thanks. Let's take the right, Jeff. Thanks. We go to Jeff next. Hey, Jeff, you're on the radio show. Happy Saturday, 710 KNUS. Blake Olson's with us. Jeffy, good morning.
5: Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. Miss you, man. I miss your uh, kind. The radio show. It is. It's uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't have anything to do. You used to wake (laughs) me up. There's nobody that can get up that Um, early.
1: Rise and shine.
5: (laughs) it's awesome. Miss you, man, on that. Anyway, a couple things I had to write down. these. You know, on the racing, the guy brought in, you know, what a great... You know comparison you know auto- you know auto racing been around in auto racing my whole life, yeah. my dad used to race you know for years in the sixties here in denver and you know what i mean and i i witnessed- I've witnessed a, a death at a racetrack at California Speedway. Wow. I never forget it, you know what i mean and and I went and my dad come out, I went to college in Santa Barbara he came out and let's go to the races, you know what I mean, and so we went and I saw a yeah, their IndyCar Indy car race type at the california speedway, and I remember just being you know the cars were going. You know, so fast you can't even imagine. There's a human in them, in a way. You know what I mean. And uh, <clears throat> but sure as you know, yeah, I did. There was a guy he Rep Miller was his last name, and he had crashed it. You know, in the I, I I can see it like it was yesterday. You know what I mean? The way he hit the wall and everything. It was just a, it happened so fast. You know, but that race didn't stop. It you know they finished oh. the race, and <laughs> and of course you know. So would they have just, stopped?
1: Uh, what Jeff? Would they have stopped the Super Bowl if that had happened at the Super Bowl?
5: That was a great question. Yeah, I you know, and I played football for many years too. You know, and uh, probably not. I agree. I probably not. The money gets too big Ooh. at the Super Bowl. All Ooh. of a sudden, it's like no. I mean, it, it the, the rules change, I believe. And mm. yeah, no, it was pretty bold that they they you know they did what they did. Really, mm-hmm. I think by by sending everybody home and everything. you know that was a you know like you say that was a first. That was. You know, I mean, it's been many yeah. years, like you say, since we've lost anybody out on that field, but... Uh,
1: Fifty years. The, you know, and and by the way, you know, thankfully, DeMar did not die. But there was a guy that died 50 yeah. years ago uh, in, in a Bears game. He died.
5: The notion that people are saying, you know, oh, no, they're bigger, stronger, faster, everything. That's so what that could be true. That's but relative. at the same time... was relative. It's... I also see huh. the game. I also see this game getting less and less violent at the same time, right? I mean, we've litigated that out. Yeah. I mean, we can't touch the quarterback. I mean, are you kidding me? This football, their pads are even smaller than they used to be. I <laughs> mean, it seems to be a, a, in my opinion, it seems to be a less violent sport than it used to be, but I mean, for kind the, of a the...
1: The guy that I really got to know was when the Broncos, as a coach, they had Babe Pirelli, Vito Babe Pirelli, the K- the Kentucky Babe, and he was a Pittsburgh kid, and he was a legend when I was growing up. I mean, because... And he went with the Packers, and you know he, they say he taught Joe Namath how to play in the pros and all this kind of stuff. And he was here, and I was honored. I spoke and sort of emceed his funeral, and so we would talk for hours. And he had the best story, and this is the mindset story. So there's a thing called the Western Pennsylvania, I don't know, athletic something. And Joe's, a, uh, and excuse me, Babe's a kid, and they won, and he had a full ride to the University of Kentucky to play for Bear Bryant. And uh, he has a great story about Bear Bryant coming and recruiting him and everything. And so the guy calls him from the other school, and I don't remember the name of the other school, and he's told him they were lucky. And this is a, a mindset story. You're lucky. Here's, here's Vito. You know, his parents are immigrants. He's He's got the golden ticket. He's going to get out of there. He said, let's play again. And he said, we climbed the fence on Thanksgiving morning. No pads. We played again. I said, how'd you do, coach? He said, we we beat them at the game. And he said, after that, we kicked their ass. <laughs> True story. <laughs> that and, is and, after, and after they won the fight, you know, and, oh, and I thought, well, that's, you know, we grew up to kind of like that. But I was, you know, not even anywhere close to that. But think about those guys, how tough they must have been yeah. and still are. I mean, these are way tough guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's
6: a, it's Jeff,
2: a, Jeff's yeah. right, though. I don't mean to interrupt here, but Jeff's oh, right. Hey, no, you're
6: good. You're- I mean.
2: Uh, the the uh, you know the game is is safer in a lot of ways than it used to be, and I think of a guy who just passed away, Mike Leach, who was the head coach at Mississippi State, uh, long time Texas Tech coach, and then Washington State. I mean he he was uh, he was an innovator, you know, and spreading the offenses out where it's become more of a of a passing game, and it's you know it's not a punch you in the face, the wedge, you know. Uh, type of uh, bully black and blue type game that we used to see in football i mean obviously it's still there and they are bigger faster stronger but it is relative Tim, yeah. as far as the pads, as far as the pads go i mean it's all about speed i mean the players opt to have smaller pads um, oh, yeah. especially receivers you know it, it, it's all about being faster
1: and the and, money it's the money,
2: and, and yeah, and the money. I mean, you know, you, if you're faster and you're better, you're going to make more money. You know, and, something
1: uh, we something I, we have we haven't mentioned is hockey.
2: Yes. Whew. Well, you know, you did. You brought that up, and yeah. I would say in the eighties, I felt like half of the hockey fans went to a hockey Fights. game to see a, a fight. Sure, so they went to see a fight. I'm yeah. not sure if that's true now. Well, no, I believe I mean, it. See that one. I
1: tell I I don't know anything about hockey. My grandson is like a hockey fan too. But I remember they they were called was it the Broad Street Bullies or, and they were the Philadelphia Flyers and they just gooned everybody. <laughs> they just and right. who, they, who was it the Hanson brothers? They're always my favorites. The Hanson brothers, like right. And, wh- and we like always that. Had,
2: You always had to have a goon on the team.
1: Yeah, but yeah. radio needs yeah, a goon. Yeah,
5: I, <laughs> I wrestled. and then. And then wrestling, you know, I did wrestling for many years. Oh. I wrestled under, you know, John Smith out in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Randy Couture, mm-hmm. the Schwartz, Oh, over Randy, Rand- West, Randy Couture,
1: Ooh. Randy Couture. I,
5: I he was an amazing character. Oh. That guy, I seen him before. Obviously, he did any of his MMA. We had to run ten miles. It was the intense. It was the Oklahoma State intensified camp. Okay, we spent two weeks in Stillwater. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> he was. He was one of the – he was their – what weight was it? But he was their national champion. He was older because he was in the military. He boxed in the military. That's right. So he was like five or six years older than all these college kids. But that guy – I'll never forget this. We had to run 10 miles, okay? And that's a long ways for a wrestler. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ, we're not – you know, wrestlers, (laughs) not long-distance runners. You know what I mean? So anyway, you go run, and you take off out into the prairie, you know what I mean? And we finish this run, I remember, and Randy – would carry He he was carrying the fatter kids and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the ones that couldn't make it. And he was double downing on it, using it. You could tell. I was like, oh, my God, look at this guy. And he would run and drop them off, you know, four miles up and then run back, grab more yeah. kids, yeah. run, drop them off. And I bet he ran – I bet that man ran 20 – I bet he ran a marathon that day sure. carrying people. Hey, no, it I, was crazy I, to watch. The
1: one guy – I mean, I became close to a lot of those guys because I worked the ring and I worked, you know, the bell and everything. But locally yeah. – a guy named Steve Williams, who they called Dr. Death. And Doc came, and I knew who Doc was, but I didn't know him, know him. And he he was sick, and he came home, in essence, to end it. And I got a call, you know, that Doc, and I went and I got him. He rode a Harley, and I used to take him on jobs with me. And we talked. And I knew Heenan. Heenan, those guys, always – I mean, they those guys, the pro wrestlers are tough. Don't Don't ever – let anybody kid you sure. that they're phony because they're a lot of those sure, guys sure. No, I played it. pros oh but doc and the original guys that were called shoot fighters and it was japanese hard style and they became mma and ufc doc fought in the shoots in a place called the egg dome in japan and i said what was that like he said you don't, he would tell me stories and i went Pfft, you know and those guys yeah, are. I think I've
5: seen video of that. Possibly, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, the shoot fighters.
1: Yeah, and they and and um, the Shamrocks were shooters, and right. you know, and, and, and the Gracies went and sh- they were shooters, and they're still. Co- that's why I named the television show "The Shoot," because there really are legitimate shooters, and uh, sure. I was telling somebody the other day, Heenan, you know, there's works and shoots, and there were, Heenan believed the whole world was a work. He did. He said nothing was real. He said the whole thing's a work. You know, (laughs) maybe might be. Jeffy, a a great call, man. I I love the call. Thank you. All right, everybody put everybody on hold here. Let's do this. We have one line open coming up. And Blake's with us now. We work on the job together. Blake Olson is on hold now. Joe Williams and the legendary Sandy Cuff. Sandy Clough? to Cuff. Sandy Clough. Would they have stopped the Super Bowl? Studies show that risk factors for heart attacks uh, diabetes, dementia increases our hormone. Oh, I think there goes the read section. Hormones and metabolism decline. It's clear that keeping your hormones at optimal levels is vital for ideal health. Helps to reduce body fat, improve muscle tone, energy levels, cognitive ability, sexual function. Doctor Watt and I, you know these guys are—they just know what to do. Doctor McCallum is truly a healer. I love the woman. She has changed me. They take detailed looks at your body systems, your brain, your bones, your muscles, your heart, your lungs. Supervised plan to help you lose weight, gain lean muscle mass, increase your mental clarity. Call today, schedule your, they say, these members say, e ELITE, elite Health Evaluation, and receive a complimentary food allergy test. Normally, it's 840 bucks and it's a gimme. Call, talk to them, Cynogenics, uh, talk to Michelle, 720 720- 3873 681, 720, The website's Denver.cinegenics.com. Lines are jammed. Fun morning. Thank you, everybody. It's a Saturday. I'm Peter Boyles on the air everywhere, 20 tonight, 710 K US. To the wall. Peter, can you come back full time for a year? No. <laughs> I guess actually, we may have some kind of an announcement about something else here in the next ten days, two weeks. 42, the high today, 20 tonight, 48 Sunday. My son and I are going to ski Monday. Winter Park, all's well in the world. Uh, the shoot is up, and we did it with the Casper. And I was telling a friend who was watching the show, I said, so I got a call yesterday. Casper and I take a picture together. He puts it on his Facebook. These um, true believers uh, who follow fake radio and fake fake television, they attack Casper for having a picture of me and Casper. It's Casper's fault. I said, <laughs> Please. makes me feel good. I always quote Nietzsche. Nietzsche said, don't tell me who likes you. I'll know nothing. Tell me who doesn't like you, and then I will know who you are. We're talking about sports. If I said, you know, Joe Williams and I and Sandy Clough and Dave Logan, and, you know, we're all great friends. That doesn't tell you anything. But if somebody said, well, these guys over here, Kyle Clark and this guy guy, they really hate you. Now you know who I am. And it's funny to watch that. And uh, like I said, we're going to hear the lies again that COVID caused, the COVID vax caused this young man to have that heart condition. There are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young men playing professional football. They all were required to get the shot. Then you would think that hundred of them would be dead, or two hundred of them would be dead. And then there they brought this guy to Sweden. He that's we're all killing. Just quit." And again, think it through. Fake news is fox. They admitted it. There's fake talk. There's fake news. Clearing skies in 42 today, Danny Kaplis, believed to be the only attorney in Colorado history to win five straight multimillion-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Danny and his partners have done incredibly well. Most of the guys on the job, men and women, former DAs, they know how to use the tremendous courtroom experience. Kaplis Law believes talk is cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Danny believes that who you hire says a lot about you. Everybody involved in the case, they suggest that you choose a law firm that shares your values. Dan's my guy. Our family went through some things, and Danny was there. I tell you, late at night and like late at night, after nine, sometimes after his dinner with his family, he'd call. And, I mean, he and our friends would we'll work the job together. But he was—that was his profession. If you need Danny's help, call him at 303-907-5003, 303-907-5003, or hit Kaplis, C-A-P-L-A-S Law.com. I've got a question. He's got an answer. Dan Kaplis. On the line with us, a longtime friend, Blake Olson. We work together. Lines are jammed. We're talking about uh, the the fallout following what happened. We keep saying this. The good news out of Cincinnati, Buffalo Bills safety. uh, DeMar Hamlin's condition is improving. He's come off breathing tubes. He's speaking. He's breathing unassisted. Uh, his time facing his uh, teammates. I mean, that's great stuff, uh, Blake. Before we go to the next calls, what's the, what's going to be the fallout from this?
2: Uh, well, the playoff situation. I think it may it may end up hurting Cincinnati. But I mean, if we all believe what they told us on Monday night, every all, all anyone cares about is Hamlet, Which that's what everyone cared about. So, you know, if someone gets screwed in the playoffs or whatever, I don't want to hear anything, honestly. I mean, thank God he's okay. And that would be the fallout. You had a great question about if this was uh, – if it happened at a Super Bowl, would they continue playing? The more and more I stay on the phone this morning, I'm starting to agree with you. And I think they, they probably would have continued uh, to oh, play the Super It would have been the, the Super Bowl. The more and more I think about it. Um, you know I, let me say this real quick I don't know if you you no, I, I noticed little things like this but I don't know if you noticed this in the post game I was watching it like we talked about i think it was the second segment maybe that they came back and then no one could say anything no one wanted to talk it was it, you know it was it was dark and um, they were mourning I mean that's basically what was happening they go to a commercial but what what I found interesting in this this age of sensitivity Olympics, um they go. I don't know if you notice this. They go to a commercial, and all commercials are bad now. Sure. They're not funny. They're cheesy. They go to a a life insurance commercial.
1: I was, I, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did.
2: But, but they don't know. <laughs> and I mean, they,
1: in fairness.
2: I know they uh, have no. It's a yeah. computer and that yeah. type of thing. But. But I'm watching this, well, and I'm like, all right, so they're mentioned in uh, 10 to 15 yeah. ways you can die, and here the coverage oh. is about a guy who just had a heart attack. I mean, where's the sensitivity there? Well,
1: what's interesting to me was on that horrible morning of 9-11, they would break away and do ads, because no one knew. I mean, I'm, I'm, reading the, I'm reading this wonderful book right now. Brad Metzler, who's going to come on the show, who is just this fantastic historian and uh, just, you know, his television stuff is the brilliant, br- most brilliant. He's done a book now called The Nazi Conspiracy. So I'm in the middle of like five books. I'm putting everything down to get this finished. But it's about the plot. The Nazis had a plot to kill the big three, Churchill and you know, and, and uh, FDR and Stalin at Tehran. But it's this overview. And, and there's nobody. I mean, just a gift. But, you know, you think about stuff like that. When you think about the, the the media in our country, at what it was, it was really radio and television and, and the newsreels, and how tightly controlled all of that was. You know, they never showed dead Americans until Tarawa. I mean, all this kind of wow. stuff, and I, you never put that together. Let's go back to the phones. Yeah. We we go to Kent. I think first take him at the top. Hey, Kent, lines are jammed. Forty two is the high today. Welcome to the show. Thank you.
4: Yeah, Pete. Hey, good to hear your voice again. I hey,
1: Morning to you. Morning to you.
4: Yeah, and. Uh... You know, I happened to be watching that night just because it was an important game, and my first thought was, you know, what happens if a fan has a heart attack in the stands and dies? I Call know what out. happens. Call yeah. them out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you don't cancel the game and send eighty thousand people home. You know, uh, I looked up how many people die in the United States every day, and I think three or four hundred people in the country died during that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not making light of it. I'm no, really no, glad no. He's okay. No, you're right. You know, and I'm sure that was traumatic. Yeah. But again, I think it's an extension of our politically correct snowflake culture and you know anybody in the media that's even questioned the decision to, to cancel that game has been crucified oh
1: so, you know oh. I, I think that's what it is oh I mean I you know to gear up for a show or like especially when you get you know one show a week you know you can do a lot more background than and I've been reading since it happened and I googled I brought it in like a nine page just the the topics on Google top stories and it's all. And I read his stuff again yesterday, and I read it again this morning. It's who cares the most, <laughs> you know, which outlet cares the most about his recovery or his, the accident, or, I mean, I just I give them to you, man. How Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, more NFL players react. Uh, next one is McDermott details Damar Hamlin's FaceTime. NFL players react. Football community reacts. It just goes on and on. Not, is there? remember the emperor's new clothes where the one kid goes hey <laughs> wait a minute you know what's going right. on here so yeah, yeah no I, I love what you're saying it's like
4: you know and it's also a very rare thing I mean I've seen people now talking like these guys are somehow exploited you know oh, I mean no. nobody's forced to play no. that game if they don't want to play they don't have to if, I, I if, mean, I, if guys I, die on construction sites sure. it, you know, it, death is part of life
1: and I mean, how many times that, has know? Joe Biden called their wife Right. Exactly, like, exactly, if if exactly. I said to you, if I said to you, hey, yeah, I said, hey Kent, I want to give you eight hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Let me back up two steps and punch you in the face. It's <laughs> go on. <for> it. <laughs> exact mundo. Uh, yeah, mundo. Yep, yep. Yeah. You want to back I'll it up. I'll take two. Yeah. Yeah. And see if you can drop me. <laughs> you know? No, it's true. Well, well good talking to you. You too, brother man. Thank you're you. Doing. You're kind. We go to Bill next. On line two, Bill, you're on a radio show. Good morning, and thank you.
7: Thank you, Mr. Boyle. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, taking my call. And Pleasure. this question is for both of you. Um, 30 years ago, I sat in a bar next, near Andre the Giant.
3: <laughs> um,
7: I have never seen anyone so big. Or drink. Uh, yeah, and, and nobody sat at the bar. He had the whole bar to himself. Yep. Um, but how many people in wrestling or in the sports world, you're talking about Campbell, have you seen or met that were bigger than him?
1: Nobody. I mean, how I, I, nobody. Billy. Nobody. Yeah.
5: This I,
2: I, ha- I have uh, Yao, Yao Ming. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not talking about toughness here or anything, but, I mean, when you're around the NBA, these these guys, I mean, it's yeah, it's supernatural. So Yao Ming was was one, and obviously Shaq talked to him a couple of times. So he, he got into wrestling.
1: Remember, he went to WrestleMania. Shaq went. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Is Shaq but in, a uh,
1: Oh, I I worked the corner, um, you know, the doing the ring bell and that kind of stuff. Yeah, with Andre, and they all he had a very very sad life, and the. The documentaries about his life. But Heenan knew him and that's where I met him. And he was he was alcoholic, clearly alcoholic. Now, as a recovering person, you know, fifteen beers, my lights are out. Fifteen beers, he's warming up. He could hit it. But he would and Bobby said, we talked about Andre, he said, If Andre wanted you to have a good match, you would. If Andre didn't want you to have a good match, you would not. That's how I, good uh,
7: I was the uh, company I worked for. Stayed at the hotel in Stamford, Connecticut, Ooh. and that was the home of the World Wrestling you bet. Federation. She
1: still is. So yeah. All these
7: wrestlers would come in, and so just by chance, we happened to be staying, and he happened to have the bar. And we will. The waitress just said, "Stay away." Yep. You, and she literally gave us our. We're there the thirty of us. She brought all the bottles we want, sat them on a coffee table, and said, "Leave him alone." Absolutely. And I'll settle with you: afterwards.
1: someday, and I'm going to get Jonathan to come in here, hopefully next Saturday maybe or the Saturday after he worked for Vince, and, um, but I got a story that I don't tell on the air because I can't, about it was I was with Nick Bachwinkle, Ray Stevens and Bobby, Bobby Heenan, and I watched something, and it was like pfft, you know, and it was I, that's, I mean, there's a couple of times that you really got to understand what they were doing. And how much? And they made money, man. Don't, don't kid yourself. They made a lot of money.
7: Hey, on uh, on the sports radio this week, the the guys were talking about Hamlin and all that. Oh. And one of the guys said, "You know, the attraction to sports is it's literal."
1: Oh, absolutely. Period.
7: That's yeah. all it is. It's yeah. literal yeah. if you want. Absolutely. If you want to put yourself yeah. or measure your what you think you yeah. are to somebody else? Oh. There you go.
1: It's like have you ever yeah. sat. Have you ever sat ringside? And watched a really good boxer. Just sat and watched. Or, you know, I told you that moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. It's the old Mar- High Stadium. Woody Page takes me in, and I saw Earl Campbell, and I saw Earl Campbell, and I went, "Who are you kidding?" Yeah. You know. And he had just. I forget the maybe Blake. You remember? But there was a Denver li- linebacker. I think. and He just crushed him. He ran over him. I'm sitting. I'm standing with Woody, and we're about. 20 feet from Pat Bowling because he would come down on the sidelines in the end. And Earl Campbell goes up through the middle and just drills this guy. The guy goes in the air, and Earl's under him. He's gone. And I went, how do you do that? You know, how'd that work? Right. the closest
7: I got was Friday nights at the fights with my dad watching it
2: on black and white. Oh, yeah.
1: Me and you, me and you. Yeah. I mean, that was like a. Sweet,
2: the, su- the sweet science. Well, know? Joe, you know, Joe yeah. Williams is. That's why I don't. That's why I don't like reality TV and all that "quote unquote" That's a fix. reality TV. That's because a fix. Yeah. because sports and this stuff that that is oh, that is reality. You when, bet it is. As long as it's in in, in inside the line.
1: Hang on, brother. Yeah. We're going to take a great call, Dude. man. Always great calls this morning. Morning, everyone. Uh, coming up, Sandy Clough and Joe Williams as we will you know continue to talk about this. Um, would they have stopped the Super Bowl or the championship games? You know the ones because there's so much money. We're mentioning. I read a book years ago about creating Monday Night Football, and they said it was a gambler's game, and I'll ask the hitman about it. Cowboy Moving and Storage Recommended Mover. Go to cowboymoving.com and click on Customer Reviews. It's incredible. All these folks that said, man, I had they did the job. Thank you very much. And they did the job for us. Cowboy Moving operated by the same family since 68. I mentioned this. You go in a man's office, and he's got a 1947 Indian tank shifter in his office. And he said, hey, you want to ride it. When the weather cracks, I'm going to give it a shot. Family-owned and operated by the same guy since 68. Cowboy provides the residential commercial moves throughout. Colorado can store your valuables. They do the load and hold, which is, I think, a cool thing. Everybody's been through this. Basically, you're moving into a new office or residence, but you've got to leave your current location for the new places available or grandma or work or you fill in the blank. So they come with the storage service. They have load and hold trailers. They come in, they load and then they hold. They're warm, dry places, short-term, long-term. And then Steve Foley, that's who it was. It was the safety, Steve Foley. Thank you. Thank you, listening person, Steve Foley. Drilled him. Cowboy is recommended mover. The guys that do the job, we worked on a job with them. They'll come and they'll give you an estimate on anything you want to move, grand, grand pianos or grandma. Loads to holds to storage, Cowboy has been Colorado's recommended mover since 1968. They donate a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs. Cowboy moving. Call a man up, and if you want to get on and see his tank shifter, man, 303-789-2200, 303-789-2200, 303-789-2200. Make the call today. I just heard from a former pro football player's ex-wife who said they'd have played the Super Bowl uh, to the wall of hate. <laughs> I guess Viagra just isn't working, is it, Peter? <laughs> okay. I mean, we've we've taken away all the nice stuff this morning, but I thought we'd, we'll throw that one in. Uh, Forty-two will be the high twenty tonight. Forty-eight on Sunday, and Sandy and Joe for about fifteen minutes on the other side of the wall, and then we'll we'll do open lines. The Danny capitalists, I just mentioned them, but the only lawyer here in the state to win five straight multi-million-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Danny's partners, and and they're guys, Mike Cain and these guys, they're former DAs, so it gives them a big leg up. Six former deputy DAs who now use a tremendous courtroom experience to help survivors of serious crashes. Danny's firm believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. They'd be happy to share it with you. It's track record of outstanding jury verdicts, out-of-court settlements. Dan Kaplis believes that who you hire says a lot about you, and they suggest you choose them. But... Make the phone call and talk to them. The firm believes its core values have been the foundation of its historic success. I talk so much about what he did for me. Faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. Righteous causes. He's my guy. Need help? Just want a question answered. Danny is 303-907-5003. 907-5003. Hit dancaplaslaw.com dot com. I heard from He's going to do the shoot with us this week. Um. And it says Sheriff Reams. Sheriff Reams says Joe Biden doesn't even call the families of fallen officers. Wow. Steve Reams, of course, of Weld County. Joe Biden doesn't even call the officers of the excuse me the families of fallen officers. All right, we go back to the phones. Uh, We're coming up on time. Um, Blake is with us. You want to hook this up here, and then bring in who's next? Is it is it Jay or is it? I think it's Evan. Go to Evan next. Uh, Evan, you're on a radio show. Of course, Peter Boyle, 710 US and Blake Olson. Good morning.
6: Well, thank you very much, Pete. I've got a little bit of a cold, uh, but you got a great show going today. Mm. I hope I can, you can hear me pretty well sure. when you mentioned uh, Bill Vukovich. Uh, yeah. That brought back uh, a serious memory, which I think throughout the Midwest is pretty famous. But it also triggered uh, memories of a um, gentleman named uh
1: you stay. I can't hear your voice. You faded.
6: Hydroplanes in Seattle. Oh. Bill Muncie. Yeah, sure. Bill died actually in Mexico during a race. One of the problems with uh, hydroplanes is they will fly, flip, or dive. And his mm. flew on him down in Mexico, and he was hit by the second boat. Unfortunately, had a very attractive wife, but. Uh, his great story was he was very popular in the Seattle area because of his skill with this Swiftway At that time, a very famous unlimited boat. And third, but not least, uh, I was a close friend of the, not close friend, but a pretty good friend of the district attorney who handled the Spider-Savage uh, Claudine Longinius. There's,
1: <laughs> <in>, uh, <laughs> right. <Kennedy>. There's one. in There's one. There's one. I've heard many, <laughs> many, many stories. About yeah, spider, I mean, whatever
6: is published seems to be wrong. So I, when people bring it up, it sometimes comes up at a cocktail party, and say, mm-hmm. "Well, tell me what you think about it," and I'll tell you what uh, Frank it's told r- me. Right, real quick, we we Tucker. got
1: right, We got two minutes. What happened?
6: Uh, unfortunately, uh, he did show her right how to use the weapon, which he told me was a uh, Walther PPK. I put up a, a target, showed her how to shoot it. Reloaded it, gave it to her, and she then went ahead and did her thing on him. So he didn't die in a sport, but you know, it's sort of a sport.
1: Well, he was so, he, he was a downhiller, man. He was that's crazy enough to be a downhill racer.
6: Yeah, um, you got to be a little crazy to do that. And that's I, coming up again this month. Yes, in the it is. Come.
1: And I love and, and and the worst place in the world and the best place in the world. I saw I saw that that tr- race, whatever you want to call it. But it was in the summer. There was no snow on it. But it looks, wow. like, it looks like you're going down an elevator shaft. Wow. Yeah.
6: yeah, my clients who had the big aircraft could fly over there. You know, they take their G-whatever mm-hmm. and fly into Europe oh. and then go to the race from Aspen. Oh, so. It's
1: ima- so real quick, how many times has she pulled a trigger on him?
6: The words he used, and I don't want to be hauled into court to prove oh, okay. this.
1: Yeah.
6: She emptied the clip.
1: <laughs> there you- and actually, they're called magazines, not clips, but you're right. I heard cuz I you know I'm a little ski geeky guy and I'm not I'm going skiing tomorrow but I met a lot of the guys who were on that Olympic team and I met a lot of guys cuz they came back for those pro ams and they'd have a couple 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 cuz that just happened here in Colorado and I said you remember yes. remember remember Saturday Night Live made fun of it they would show him and they would hear a gunshot and the skier would drop remember that <laughs> No, I'm serious. Do you remember that cuz I mean I like go, bam and the skier would go down and it was yeah, the, the spider, there
6: was a sign at Glenwood Springs at Sunlight that said Spider Savage doesn't uh, throw trash off, his, off the lift. Wow, I, I, they, that came down.
1: It's like in Sturgis you could get shirts to say, Charlie, don't Chop," You know, <laughs> make a chopper. <laughs> Remember they made, they made Charlie, don't surf, and then they had Charlie, don't shop? This is a great call. Evan, <laughs> that is a wonderful call. I'm going to say thanks to you and then go back to to Blake to finalize. All right, brother, this is great for two hours. Thank you, man. So what do we do? Would they have stopped the Super Bowl?
2: Okay, now two hours later, I would say no. Yeah.
1: Would they? Have... I,
2: I've gone, I've changed my mind. I thought they would, uh, when I answered it first, the first hour, I said they would have delayed it and postponed it, uh, or maybe not postponed it, just delayed it until they found out more. About the player,
1: All right. Would they have stopped? Um, would they have stopped the can't. championship? If you had like a conference championship, would they have stopped that?
2: Possibly, if there hmm. were two weeks in between, uh, in between the Super Bowl and not a week.
1: But how can you pick up a game? What well, final question? I wrote it down, and they never get a chance yeah, to ask it. How will they play this out? Will they play that game again?
2: Um, no, no, it's been canceled. That's right, it's been canceled. So, so yeah, so they uh, th- these two teams will have played. Uh, seven, uh, sixteen games, and all the rest of the teams will play seventeen. There will be playoff implications. They'll play at a neutral site if, if you know, uh, Buffalo and Kansas City meet each other, whatever. I, I think they made it as uh, equitable, if you will, as possible, and uh, that's what's going to happen. No, the game has been canceled, and you have regular season games today okay. and tomorrow, and then the playoffs start next week.
1: I see you in the in the station Wednesday morning for the shoot, and Steve Reams is going to be with us. And you're the best, Blake. You made it work, man. Thanks, brother.
2: Man, that was a blast. Thank you so much. Tell the A team uh, coming up next. They are my
1: You the man. Bye bye. Coming back, the one and only Joe the Hitman Williams and Sandy Clough. Same topic. What about this whole thing that took place? Would they have stopped the Super Bowl, the championship games? And Joe Biden, would he have called your family, and I love what the sheriff said, he doesn't call officers' families when they're killed. 42 The High, stay here